Hello. Um, I am so cozy right now. I actually have a really fuzzy, soft, holiday, Christmassy blanket on my legs. And then I have this like big oversized like jacket thing from Lemon. It's literally, it's olive and the sleeves are gray and the hood is gray. We have two left in large, by the way. It's, I live in this. I like, I put it on at least twice a week right now, at least. And then I don't want to take it off. So I'm obviously home now recording this and I'm still wearing it from when I was wearing it earlier out and about and at Lemon. So I'm feeling quite cozy. It's a really cold day here in Nashville. It is, I think, a high of like 42. It's so cold. This morning when I got to Lemon at like 9.30, it was 33 degrees. It's like so crazy. But it warms up a little bit this week. And quite frankly, I'm hoping for a white Christmas. So I'm like, it's okay. Bring on the cold. Just have some beautiful snow to follow, right? Ah, Okay, but I love this topic. I love this topic. I live for this topic. If you have been following me for years, you know I love this topic. I love setting goals. I love a good New Year's resolution. And quite frankly, it works. And I know that like the New Year's resolution thing gets so much you know, like hate and everyone's like, ugh, like everyone's going to try to lose weight or everyone's going to set their intentions January 1st. And then by January 29th, we're done. You know, it's like so typical and I get it. I get it. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to set goals and to stick with them. It's hard to even think of goals. It's hard to really make change. That's really what it boils down to. And I want to show you guys the tactical things that you can do to set your goals for 2024, set yourself up for a great year, and really kind of get what you want. And to me, it this works for many reasons. But the main thing is, When you have your mind on something, when you are manifesting it, when you are thinking about it, you have a much higher possibility of it actually happening than if you don't even know what you want or you haven't even thought of your goals or it's not something on the, you know, forefront of your mind, right? So it seems like a difficult thing to grasp, like, you know, I like the the whole like secret, the book. I remember when Oprah brought it up years ago and it became this whole phenomenon. And there's this whole constant example where they were like, oh, the boy wants a bike. The boy wants a bike. The boy keeps say- thinking he wants a bike and manifesting it. And one day he got a bike. And I remember thinking like, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, no, my kids cannot wish and think about an iPhone, and then the iPhone is going to show up tomorrow, right? And that is true. But like, also it's true because they're kids, and mommy and daddy are not going to get them a new iPhone 15 or whatever, right? But on many levels, that theory does work. I remember 
in my early 20s, before I was planning my days, before I was super organized, before I understood the power of pen to paper, which by the way, if you don't know anything about what I'm saying, go back to episode two, listen to the pen to paper and the planning your day episode. It has completely changed my life. I started doing that years and years and years ago when I, it was before I launched Lemon actually. It was after my youngest was born and I launched Lemon when he was one. So maybe there wouldn't even be a Lemon if I didn't start planning my days like that. So I'm a huge advocate of this style of planning. But way back when in my early 20s, before all of that, I just remember I was probably 22, 23 years old and I was single and I was just, you know, I was young. I was having fun. I was early in my career. I graduated college at 21 and was, you know, making good money in sales and having fun. I had a roommate, like, you know, typical, typical 22, 23-year-old. And I just remember like kind of thinking about my life and just knowing I do want to get married. I do want to have kids and how important family was for me and just kind of thinking about, you know, the perfect house with the white picket fence and, you know, the typical American dream. But one thing I remember so specifically was that I really wanted to be done having kids by the time I was 30. And I just remember thinking, okay, my mom had me at 26. I'm an only child, but I just remember thinking like, okay, I want to have at least two kids. So if I'm done by 30, then that's perfect. Then I'll have the same kind of age gap as me and my mom have and me and my mom are so close. I also at the time envisioned all girls. So I was envisioning like the mother-daughter relationship, which is hilarious because I now have three boys, no girls. And yeah, so, but it's just funny. That was like my mindset. You know, I was like, okay, we'll be this close in age and it'll be similar dynamic to me and my mom and whatever. So in the back of my mind, I had be done with kids by 30. Now, again, remember I was young, I was single, I was nowhere close to marriage and kids. It was just like a thought I had. And it wasn't something I dwelled on. I never gave myself a lot of pressure. I think also with my generation, I never really felt crazy pressure because people were waiting longer and it was becoming more and more normal to have kids later in life. And so I never felt like pressure or anything like that. But But for myself, I had this in the back of my mind. And life happened, you know, changing careers, I met my husband and we started dating, we got serious, you know, started thinking about marriage and kids and just planning our lives. And, you know, I just feel like every step of the way, not that I was always like, I have to be done having kids by 30. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't rigid about it at all, but it was always a little bit of like, okay, I know, I know what I want. I know my plan. I know what I want, you know, and I kept going back to that in a very like subdued way. It was not like a big hype. I don't even think I told anyone. Like I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my now husband. It was just always kind of something in the back of my mind, you know? And I remember when I had my youngest, 
He's born um, in June. My birthday is September. And that September, I turned 30. So I did have all my kids before turning 30, technically, even though it was only a couple months off. And I remember turning 30 and not having like a big birthday. Like I had a newborn. I had, you know, um, one that had just turned two. Like there was no like big party plans or travel plans or, or anything. Uh, Ava. Ex- <laughs> Excuse Ava. The school bus just came. But my kids have already been picked up because they went to jujitsu today. And so the, but the bus comes right to our house. So she's like confused. She's like, wait, the kids already came home. Why is there a bus here? So I apologize. But anyways, so I just remember when I turned 30, I took a selfie of me holding Rush, my youngest, in the mirror. And I just remember being like, this is 30. And like I posted it or something like that. I can't fully remember, but I think that's what it was. And I just, I didn't say it to the world. I didn't say it to anyone. But I thought to myself like, oh, wow. Like I said I wanted to be done having kids by 30. And I'm done having kids by 30. Like, wow, that's kind of cool. And at the time, it was a little bit of like, a, oh, that was a coincidence, you know. But now looking back, I'm like, no, I had that in the back of my mind for almost a decade. And we also made a very conscious decision to have our kids back to back. My husband was also feeling old and didn't want to have kids when he was too old. So there was a lot of factors to it. But yeah, you know, it's like, OK, it, it means something. It means something to have a path, a goal, a want, a, a drive of where you're going. So I don't think that setting goals every year is stupid. I think it's actually quite powerful if you do it the right way. So that's what I'm going to explain. And hopefully you're going to set up your 2024 in a way that you've never done before. And by the end of 2024, there's going to be a little bit of an aha moment, a little bit of a, it all clicks, you know? So step one, you are to analyze 2023. You are to sit down and you are to think about all the things you've done this year, good, bad, everything from what made you angry, what made you sad, what broke your heart, what, you know, all of it, all of it. You're just to just Think about it. You are maybe to write it down. You could go through pictures. It's like whatever works for your brain. Everyone's a little bit different. I, again, I love a pen to paper. So just jotting down like like a pro and con list or just being able to kind of go through the year, maybe month to month. Okay, what did January look like? What did I do in January? What did February look like, etc. The reason I do this is because Usually by the end of the year, we are so quick to be like, ugh, done with that. Let's get that year out of here. We're on to the fresh year. And we do tend to a little bit dwell on the bad. You know, if there's, a, there's a lot of talk on social media like, you know, good riddance to 2023 or good riddance to 2022 and, on, you know, on to bigger and better. And, and I, I get it. Like there's always going to be tough years. And sadly, COVID and everything it did to us kind of put us in a negative state of mind. So 
you know, you got to take the good with the bad for sure, but there's a lot of lessons to learn and a lot to be grateful for. So you always want to start there. And quite frankly, some of the stuff that's working really well in 2023, you want to make sure that you are carrying over to the new year. Now, step two, you are to figure out what it is you actually want. Here's the biggest mistake I see, and I get it, but a lot of podcasts, books, you know, motivational speakers, whatever, they will say and put a lot of emphasis on fear. Like, don't be scared. Go for the big goals. You know, don't have fear in what people are going to say about you. You only live once. And I don't disagree with any of that. If anything, I am the biggest advocate of you are to do all the things because you only get one life. But I do not think that fear is what's holding people back from hitting their goals. I think more so, believe it or not, it is that people don't even know what they want. People think that they're going towards goals, but they are confused. They're going all over the place. Or they start to go towards one thing and then they change their mind. Or they they start to work towards something and they go, you know, this is too hard or this is not what I thought it was going to be or this is not fulfill me or fill in the blank, right? So really important is step two where you are to brainstorm everything it is that you want out of life. Just start writing stuff down, right? I want to go to Fiji. I want to look like a Victoria's Secret supermodel. I want to whatever, fill in the blank, right? And let it be as outrageous as you want it to be. Like just go nuts. And then through that, start to pick some things out, right? Maybe a trip to Fiji this year is not feasible because you also want to start a business. And you know that that business is going to take a lot of your time and effort where going to Fiji for three weeks is just not going to happen. And that's okay. You keep that on the back burner and you can keep that list for as long as you want and you can add to it, subtract from it, whatever. But you can make the decision that that's not going to be part of your goals for 2024. But it is something that you want. So the key is just to get all the wants out. And then I challenge you when you start to say, you know, again, back to the example of I want to start a business. Okay, if you could not post about it on social media, talk about it on social media, brag about it on social media, if you couldn't say a single thing about it publicly, would you still want that thing? Because what happens a lot of times we start to build on wanting something because we think it looks cool or we think it'll make us look cool. We start to get into this headspace of, well, I really admire so-and-so and they have a business. So I probably want to have a business too. But I challenge you to remove telling people about it because then the only thing left is you and the thing, right? It's like someone saying, I want to be a celebrity chef. Cool. Okay, so you're going to be alone in the kitchen cooking all the time. All the time. You could be like the best chef in the world. You're going to the best kitchens and the best homes and you're cooking for George Clooney 
and Jennifer Aniston. But that's, I mean, you're basically alone in a kitchen cooking. You might have some, you know, stew chefs or assistants or helpers or that sort of thing. But would that make you happy at your core to be a celebrity chef alone in a kitchen? Maybe. The people that are really passionate about cooking and they want to cook at that level, they love it. They love it. That's their place. But if you're doing it so you could say, oh, I'm the personal chef for Jessica Alba, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. So that's why I say when you start to decide what it is that you really want in your goals, in your wants for the year or your life, start to say, would I do it if I couldn't tell a soul? If I couldn't, you know, if I couldn't be on the cover of Forbes magazine, would I still do it? And that's a tough one, you guys. That stops a lot of people in their tracks. It really does. But you do have to think about the day-to-day because success on any goal, it is in the day-to-day grind, not in the final celebration. It's just not. You know, your book goes number one, cool. But that's just the moment in time. You have to love the process of writing a book. And that's the hard part. But you can do it. Do the brainstorming. Take the time to really dig deep and go, what makes me happy? Not what makes other people happy. Not what my mother-in-law wants me to do. Not what my family expects from me. Not what society expects from me even. What is it that really makes me happy? That I'm passionate about? That I want to jump out of bed every morning and get excited to go to bed every night because I can't wait to do it all over again? That's where you need to lay yourself, right? So that's step two. Now, I do want to say one more thing about step two before I go to step three. One thing I naturally do, and I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but it works really well for me, is I decide if it's going to be a big goal year or small goal years year, like Is it going to be one big thing I'm going to be working on for the whole year or is it a bunch of small ones? Perfect example is 2023. 2023 will forever be the year that I launched this podcast and I moved Lemon from California and relaunched it here in Tennessee. That's it. That was my primary focus for the year. Now, I'm not saying you pick a big goal and then forget about everything else. You know, I have been very mindful of my health and my fitness the last six months of this year, which was always a little bit in the back of my brain anyways, all the time, but it was, I was ready to step it up. I was ready for no more excuses and I started my early morning routine, right? But when I really think about my goals for this year, it really lied in this podcast and the store because It's no joke starting a podcast and moving a business and starting over. That's it. Now, what I do next year is different. I won't be launching anything. I won't be starting from scratch. I won't be, you know, hiring all new employees. I won't be introducing my store to a whole new location. It's just going to be different, you know? So if that works for you, start thinking that way, right? I think it helps narrow things down too. 
so that you're not a little all over the place. You know, I mean, the example I love to give is the year that, you know, you're pregnant and you're having a baby and you're getting ready for motherhood or expanding your motherhood is probably not going to also be the same year that you run a marathon. Maybe it is. Some people are avid runners and they can just do both. But I personally would never have been able to run a marathon while pregnant. And quite frankly, I probably still can't run a marathon. I've only done a half. So, but it's being able to, to just kind of look at your goals and go, what fit together? You know, I don't know if I can do this big goal and this big goal all in 12 months. But you also want to be careful that you're not shortchanging yourself and making the goals too basic. But the only way you can get good at this is if you just do it year after year after year. And even now, you guys, I push myself and go a little above and beyond every year. And I and I know I'm not going to hit it all, but I'd rather be reaching up high and come a little low than reach too low and just keep it too basic. Now... Number three, you are to write your goals down in a list. On a piece of paper, you know I like pen to paper. If you really want to type it on a computer or put it in your notes in your phone, fine. Whatever works for you. Does not matter. But the key is that you are to write it and you are to not touch it. You are not to edit it. Nothing. Because then you can go back and look at it at the end of the year But even more powerful is when you can go look at it two, three, four, five years from now. I have my goal list from 2021 that I just looked at the other day because I was just curious. That was when we had just moved here. It was the tail end of 2020 COVID shutdown, craziness, masks, whatever. And I mean, not the tail end, but you know what I mean. It was coming out of 2020 and I was exhausted. I was completely beat up by 2020 and I was just like, I wonder what my goals were and how far I've come since then. And it was so cool to be able to go, wow, I've pretty much done all my goals from 2021 by 2023, you know, and it makes you excited it makes you super excited to be like, all right, let me do this. I'm going to make my goals for 2024 now because then I can look back in two, three, four years and go, oh, I did all those. It really is a powerful tool and such a great reminder to be grateful, like look how far I've come, but also like have some pride in yourself. Like I rock, I did it. You know, I think a lot of times We are our worst critic. So being able to have that hard copy that you can go back and go, oh, wow, my goal was to start a business two years ago, and now I have a successful business, and I'm thinking about the next thing, which is really cool, right? Just a made-up example, obviously. I've had lemon for six years. (laughs) But but it is cool. I mean, I just remember I, I set my goals for my 30s. And I've pretty much crushed all of them. And my big goals on there was leave corporate America, start Lemon, which I did immediately at 31, and build my dream home, which I did in 2021. So, you know, at the time, I actually remember showing and reading my list to my husband. 
And he goes, well, that would be nice. Ha ha ha. You know, it's like, you're right. Like you're going to leave your corporate job and start a successful business. Like that's hard. Or we're going to build our dream house. Like, yeah, right. And now here we are. So like, who's laughing now? You know? So like, you've got to be your own best cheerleader and you have to just go for things. What's the worst that's going to happen? It's not going to happen. Okay. But what's the best that's going to happen? It's going to happen. So it's cool. It's very cool. Uh, Number four, you are to make these goals measurable. The way you're going to reach these goals is going to be something tangible, something you can measure. You know, my uh, best example is me planning my early morning workout routines. So every single morning, unless I'm like super sick or I'm getting on an airplane at 5 a.m., I am working out. Even if I'm just walking two miles on the treadmill, I am getting up, I am sweating, I am moving my body, I am stretching, I am doing something. And I've been doing that for since mid-July and I love it. I absolutely love it. But that's something measurable. I know at the end of the year whether I woke up every day and went in the gym and worked out for an hour or 45 minutes or I didn't. What's not measurable is if you say, I want to lose weight. Okay, cool. Cool. But like what? how much weight? How are you going to lose the weight? Are you going to lose fat and gain muscle? What kind of workout are you going to do? Is, you know, are you going to take Ozempic and try to cheat your way there? Or are you going to really take your health into account and be strict on your vitamins and your nutrients and eating organic and drinking water and getting sleep and whatever, right? There's a massive difference. So set your goals first and then go back and put measurable tactics to them. And it can be challenging. There are going to be moments where you go, okay, what could be measurable in back to the example I always give, starting a business, right? That's a tough one. But quite frankly, the hardest part of having a business is just starting it. Get the LLC, make the business plan, open your doors for business. And if it's not a physical location, open your doors online for business, you know, and just go for it and don't stop, you know, but you do need to put things in place and every business is different. So there isn't like a broad, you know, formula I can give you, but you get what I mean. You're not just saying, you know, I want a better marriage. You want to, okay, what's tangible in that? I remember one year, I think it was 2018, if I remember correctly, my husband and I made a deal that every single month we would go on date night. And I would plan one, then he would plan one, and then I would plan one, and then he would plan one. And it was just him and I. We didn't do double dates or anything, which, but looking back, that would have been really fun. But we didn't do any double dates or anything. It was just him and I. And we had so much fun. We planned like the most random stuff. Like we would go like soul cycle, workout class, Sunday morning. And then the next month, we would go to like a comedy show and dinner. And then the next month, we would go to one of those like woodworking classes and like make a make a sign or whatever, um, and so on and so forth. So it was like we were being creative, we were connecting, we were um, on a consistent basis going on day night. And that's measurable. 
You can't just say, I want to have a better marriage or I want to have more date nights or I want to be more connected with my husband. Okay, how? How are we going to do that? Put something in place that everyone can just agree on and make it somewhat easy, you know? I mean, I want to have the perfect marriage is probably not feasible because no one's perfect. But going on date night once a month, that's feasible, right? You just plan for it. Make sure you got the babysitter lined up and you just plan something fun. Could be casual, could be whatever. But you know you did it at the end of the year. At the end of the year, I had a picture from every single date night we did and we had 12 beautiful pictures of all of our dates and it was so cute. Actually, I should probably do that again this year. That's a good one. I haven't made my goals for this year yet because I've been so busy, but I am going to. I just wanted to get this episode out quickly because I know everyone goes into this like dormant Christmas vibe, New Year vibe. The kids are out of school and I really wanted you guys to hear this now instead of later. And if you're listening to this after January 1st, that's okay. I always tell people like, just start it whenever, you know, like there is no specific rhyme or reason. It just feels good to be like dialed in January 1, you know, like it works good for my brain. Okay. Last and final step is step five. And that is to start now. You're not waiting. You're not waiting for January 1st. Yeah, you want to have everything dialed in and be pumped up and ready to go come New Year's. But you're not waiting. We've got, uh, what is it? We've got about three weeks left of the year. Um, And you can do a lot in three weeks. You can start planning all of this. You can start um, some of the stuff you could discuss, like if you want to discuss it with a business partner or employees or your husband, like the date night thing, right? Like you're going to have to sit with your husband and be like, this is one of my goals for the year. What do you think? Because obviously it's a joint goal. And, um, you know, get his buy-in, get her buy-in and just go, okay, we're going to do our one date a month or whatever. Get you know, organized and just feel like you're ready to rock and roll and then get started. You want to work out every morning like I'm doing? Start tomorrow. No excuses. It's so funny because I keep telling my husband to join me for my early morning workouts and he's always got an excuse. Oh, I'm not sleeping that much. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I don't know. It's so early. It's cold out. It's I'm like, okay, like just come. Just do it. Just rip the Band-Aid off. And I promise you that if you start today in three weeks when New Year's happens, you're going to be so far ahead of everyone else. It's just going to mentally feel good. It's not that you're going to like brag about it or that it even matters necessarily, but you are going to feel good. You're going to feel proud of yourself. And that is good motivation to just keep going. Don't stop. You know? And let me tell you something, because we all have to hear this from time to time. Stop taking advice from people that are not doing what you want to be doing. Stop taking advice from people that don't have the goals that you want or the dreams that you want. You need to be in your own bubble for this, because at the end of the day, this is your life. No one else's. And You don't want to be on your deathbed at 102 
whatever age, and just feel like you could have done more, have any regrets or have any feeling of coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know? Life is so good, you guys, and life is so short, but life is good. Like, I know there's a lot of craziness in the world right now and a lot of political talk and the economy is garbage and there's so much negativity out there and so much angst, but life is good. Like, we have a good life, all of us, and life is what we make it period. That is it. So you make the decision if you want these goals. You make the decision if you're going to get these goals. And you make the decision what 2024 is going to look like. Nobody else. The noise doesn't matter. You know, I guarantee that everyone thought that Amazon.com was a bad idea. Luckily, He didn't listen to anyone and made Amazon and look who's laughing now, right? I'm not saying you or me are going to be the next Amazon, but we can have our own win. May 2024 be the first of many years where you are living your true self, you're putting yourself first, and you're truly leaning into what makes you happy. I do also want to point out that the more that we succeed and the more that we are active in what we want and our goals in all aspects of our life, professional and personal, we do have to take edit of who is in our life. You know, do we have friends and family that are cheering us on, that are excited for us? that are genuinely happy for our success, our wins, our moments, small and big? Or do we have people around us that are kind of bringing us down and wanting to keep us small? You know, that saying, misery loves company is just so true because there's a lot of people that are miserable, you guys. It's a whole system. It's from how horrible our food system is, to our medical system, to our education, to work-life balance, to all of it, right? Like addiction to social media, like you name it, is pulling us down as a, as a society. And so there's a lot of people that are not living their true potential and that can really affect us. So I do think that kind of the more that we edit our own lives and the more that we go for what we really want, we also have to look at the people around us. This is why they say the top is lonely, you know? And this podcast is about people that really want to level up and really want to be their best selves and don't want to settle for a B plus, you know? So part of that is looking at your inner circle and who you're giving your energy to and your time to, who you're telling your dreams to, and who you're really letting into your space, into your your bubble. You know, we have to protect our energy. And sometimes something just as that is holding us back and is keeping us from our true potential. So I really hope that these steps have helped. And we can all just kind of dig deep 
and figure out what we need to do for the new year. I'm pumped. I'm tired, but I'm pumped. And I want you guys to hear me say that because a lot of times when we hear people say motivational talk or advice or whatever, it comes from a place of like excitement and energy and like, let's go do it. And I do have that. But I also want you to know how incredibly tired I am, how stressed I am. And that is what makes the difference from subpar to outstanding is the person that can go, I am tired, I am stressed, I am overwhelmed, but I'm also passionate and I'm going to push through because I know I'm going to come out on the other side, you know? I mean, just to give you guys an example, our scanner at the store stopped working today completely in the middle of holiday season. And I spent almost two hours trying to troubleshoot this thing and it still doesn't work. And I'm going to have to deal with it tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure how. And I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do. I might just have to buy a new one and wait till it delivers and try to set that up. And it is far from ideal. But I know that stress like that is short term. And I know that the hustle and bustle of holiday season, both professionally and personally, is short term. So I don't want to stop my momentum for the new year because I'm stressed about something that happened today. And that kind of mindset is what really will take you to the next level. So cheers, happy early new year, and let's start those goals right now.